Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group, three-time recipient to the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for business ethics and integrity. The Ellen Becker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. My name is Ann Mank. I'm a CFP and CPA and Wealth Advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. We also service clients in the Bonita Springs, Florida area. Just visit ellenbecker.com for more details. Today, my guest is probably more than a specialist. It's Bruce Nemovitz. He is a senior real estate specialist. He has been in the business for a couple of years. We'll say at least 30. He's also the author of two books, Moving in the Right Direction, helping individuals who are more wise in their years transition out of their current home and find the right solution for them. And then also guiding our parents in the right direction, which helps children guide their parents. And, you know, there's a lot of questions. I recently moved my folks out of their home about two years ago. And so there was a lot of things that I needed to navigate as well. So he is the author of those two books. Um, We're happy to provide a copy if you need one. Just visit ellenbecker.com, send us a note, and we'll be able to get that to you. So, Bruce, we have a lot to talk about today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so, so much. I, uh, I'm i so proud to be on because I've worked with Anne in the past. She's really up on her game. And we were just talking about the market quite a bit. And uh, there's so much to talk about because uh, in real estate and financial, we're seeing some really, really overheated markets. And will it last? Won't it last? So that's, I think, what we want to talk about. Yep. And there's a lot of good comparisons between the financial world and the real estate world as well. So we see a lot of similarities, a lot of common problems, issues, things to kind of watch out for. But um, I know when I'm working with clients, we do talk about the market, but a lot of times it is talking about how do we transition? So a lot of our clients are in that point of their life where it's the kids are out of the house I don't think this is the right size of a house for us anymore. And so how do we transition out? I'm looking for a house. How do I transition? Transition. But there's a lot of questions that come yeah. up with that. What are some of the common things that you help individuals through when you're transitioning them from the, I've been in this house for 20 years, 30 years, now what? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough question and it's a challenge for everybody because I think what we need to do is look behind what's behind is an example procrastination. We all mm. procrastinate. We put off things that are um, really kind of big changes like that. And in my book, um, I did an interview and I asked the, about 700 of my clients, what is the number one thing that's holding you back? Well, it wasn't the money. It wasn't the the market. It wasn't anything more than when we really got down to it, it was fear of change, fear of the unknown uh, going from, you know, you've, you've been in your home for 30, 40, 50 years. And the thought of moving from that 
to uh, a situation you're not familiar with is daunting. And so once we can, I think, really get down to the basics, what's, what's really holding you back and really think what's behind, what's behind, what's behind. And when you get right down to it, it is that fear of change and, and that uncomfortable feeling. So when I'm talking to a family, and I'm not just talking to seniors these days, I'm talking in many cases to the family or the children uh, who are boomers right now, uh, because many of them are helping their parents. And so um, we have our talks together and uh, what we do is try to not just talk about the emotions, but talk about what, what are they really um, looking at in their lifestyle right now? What is their current lifestyle? Is it really working? You know, sometimes we find the laundries in the basement. Um, you know, we find that there's too many stairs in the home. The bathroom is not set up. And what I do see is many people, uh, unfortunately, falling in their home. And so... We want to really look at, uh, at, for instance, the yard. Remember when you bought your home and you <laughs> saw that, that acre out there and you went, oh my God, I own all of that. I'm so excited. You had your friends come over, play volleyball. Right. Well, yeah. And as the years go by, that yard seems to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And maintaining the house and the yard uh, is difficult. So uh, is the house really working for you right now? And don't just think about today. Um, think about the next three to five years or so, because what we don't want is to wait for crisis management. Mm -hmm. Right. We all see that um, sometimes people wait too long. And now some quick health change happens. Could be a fall, could be a stroke, something like that. A loss of spouse. And all of a sudden now you have to make that move in a very short period of time, which is really, honestly, the most important reason I do what I do. And my wife, Jean, works mm -hmm. with me. I don't want to see people wait too long and end up in that crisis situation. Well, that's a good point. Like, I even had that conversation with my parents because, like, my biggest thing is, do you want to decide where you're going or are you going to leave that up to us? Because the longer you wait, the more your choices, like you lose your choice, you lose your ability to make decisions for yourself, the more that it's a sense of emergency. And so that is really, I think, what opened their eyes a little bit is that, yeah, I want to choose where I'm going next. I want to choose what I want and don't want. And even going through the items in the house, like I tell my parents all the time, this was the greatest gift you ever gave me because you went through your stuff determine what you wanted to keep and what we should keep what's important so that like I don't have the guilt of cleaning out a house and going well should I keep this was this important to them I know now like they kept the things that were important I know what should be distributed if and when that comes but they made the choice on all of that and it was and we helped them glad to help but it was their decision on where they want to go so one of the biggest uh, shocks I would have to say is we all hope that our children will, and family will want all of our things. And the real shocker is that, guess what? Um, <laughs> your children have their own things and they right. have no room for it. And it's, it hurts sometimes because you want to pass your things, your, we call them your treasures. We want to pass those on to our children. And unfortunately, um, it, you are probably going to be disappointed. So um, that's one of the things we also talk about, we deal with. 
Right. And we do um, a downsizing seminar usually once a year. And that is one of the big topics we always talk about because like everybody has China or coins or, you know, artwork. And they're realizing even from their own experience of accepting furniture from when their parents passed away, it just sits in their home and it doesn't go anywhere. Um, And then they try to find value for it. And like there's China all over the place (laughs) kind of, you know, thing. So it's like, even that from selling it. So it's, it's just realizing that times have changed, but then that's what you're there to help them through is, well, how do we navigate this change? Because it is different. It's not the same world that they grew up in when they were, you know, transitioning their parents out of their house, whatever that might've looked like, even if they did. I mean, some generations went from one house to another, you know, the house just kept going from one person to the other, to the other, and it never had to be sold. I think um, maybe I can just uh, touch on a story. Why did I get into this specializing in helping seniors and writing the books and everything else? Yeah. Um, Several years ago, I visited a family and I walked in the home and the daughter was sitting there with her mother um, and they told me, they said, we have to just share this with you. There was an agent who just came in just before you because we're interviewing agents. Mm-hmm. And the agent never looked at my mother, not <gasps> once, looked straight at me. And it was my mother's home and looked at me and said, when can you have her out of here? <gasps> yeah, that was so shocking to me. I remember going home that night and talking to my wife and I said, you know, um, this is so sad because um, agents were wow. not trained at that time to understand that that older folks have uh, situations that aren't the same as somebody in their 30s and 40s. So um, that was a situation that really, really hit home with me and uh, made me dedicate my whole career to working with seniors and their families. Right. And that's such a great point. I have a friend who she was in senior living, but her main focus focus when somebody would come into her um, assisted living facility was she would say, what are your five-year goals? And when people come into living, you know, those, those assisted living or senior homes, they're not used to somebody saying, what's your five-year goal, but it's not a death sentence. It's not a, you know, end of life. I mean, we are still thriving in our seventies, eighties and nineties. And so it is kind of thinking differently and acknowledging that this is their home. This is their story, their life. I mean, they put a lot into it. One of the things that um, I know you hear and I hear and anyone that's working um, with seniors, we start out with the deer in headlights look when in the beginning (laughs) when we're thinking about making that move. But when, when I run into the folks that I work with after they've sold their home and transitioned to their new community or wherever they are, I'll ask them, how are things going? And I get the same answer every time. Why didn't I do this sooner? Right, every right. Time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, why don't we take a, a really quick break? But when we come back, what I want to talk about is what are some of the things they need to think about or start doing as they're transitioning into a new home and figuring out what's really right for them and um, some of the things that they should think about. So we will be right back. (music) 
Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm your host today, Ann Mank, Wealth Advisor with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today my guest is Bruce Nemovitz. He is a senior real estate specialist. He really is the guru for helping individuals transition from the house they've been in for 20 years to a brand new life. And when we ended, you were talking about how a lot of clients will come to you and just say, this is the best thing I ever did. Why didn't I do it sooner? So um, if we have any listeners who are in this part where they are, you know, sitting in their home, realizing that it might be time to make a transition, what are some of the things they need to start thinking about? Um, Because I know when I have these conversations with clients, a lot of times they start talking about, I need to redo the bathroom, I need to put new carpet in, you know, all of these expenses that they think they need to put in the home. And so really, where should their focus be either on doing remodeling in the home or reaching out to partners? I mean, what are some of the first steps they should be doing? The first thing I would say is uh, don't do this by yourself. In (laughs) other words, um, especially when we talk about remodeling the home or doing improvements before we sell the home, uh, often I run into people who say, hey, I, you know, I, I got my house all ready for the sale and I walk in and they have uh, torn carpeting, uh, the walls are dirty, but mm. they have new windows. So <laughs> I said, you just spent uh, $15,000 on the windows if you would have taken that same money and put it in other areas of the home, um, you would have reaped great rewards. So. Mm. The best advice I can give is to have um, somebody like myself, uh, senior real estate specialist, stop out because it's free. We'll walk through the home and just give you ideas that, you know, yeah, it needs new windows, but it it looks like we could just put one piece of carpet maybe in that room over there. Maybe we need a little uh, coat of paint on this one wall, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe on the outside, one or two things versus 20 things. Mm-hmm. And I know that I know that the targeted things that bring back the uh, greatest amount of money versus what you spend. So that would be a good start. Um, also, I would say, as I said before, you know, review your lifestyle as it is right now. But as Anne said, and Anne's taught me this to always look about five years ahead <laughs> because things can change rapidly. So look at your surroundings, ask yourself, is, is this where I feel comfortable? Do I feel safe in the home? Uh, often we find people don't feel safe and we've had falls, as I said before. So if you are thinking that moving may be in the future, I would just gather as much information as you can. Uh, in my uh, book, I've written uh, many, many questions at uh, yourself and ask your trusted advisors. I think, you know, we'll be offering those for free. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about that later. But uh, I just think that gathering information and understanding your financial situation, which is where Anne comes in, because uh, I do talk to folks who, who will not include the value of their home as one of their assets. We all know that in uh, many cases, the home is up to 40% of total assets of, of what many people have. So we have to be realistic about our current financial situation so that we know what we can spend when we make the move. Yeah. And a lot of times it's, um, as I'm helping clients through the transition, we do look at the numbers, but a lot of times it is, it's like the numbers look great. Like, yes, you absolutely can do it. No problem. 
but it's the emotional side. How do you work with somebody? And what I'm thinking about is maybe, you know, they've been living in the house for 40 years, their spouse has passed away, you know, has been gone for a couple of years, but they just, they can't get past that, or they can't see it. Like, how can either a child help their parent through this? Or what are some of the things that they need to think about when they're making that transition so that they can start living in a healthier way, living in a better way, you know, really being able to experience life again, because it really is an emotional process. It's not necessarily always about the numbers. That's true. Um, I'll talk to, to people who will say, I can't afford to move. I just can't mm-hmm. afford it. And when we look at their financial situation, they're right if they were going to live to 150 years old. <laughs> so we tend to be overly cautious uh, as if we are going to live that long. And so um, we need to be realistic. You know, what age are we? How much do we have? And how long would that last? And then I would say um, getting your trusted advisor that mm. you have. Everybody has somebody that they trust. Uh, could be a daughter. It could be a friend. Could be an attorney, financial consultant. So I would say involve your trusted advisor and uh, lay out the facts. What are your biggest worries about moving? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's holding you back? Ask them. Do you think that this situation I'm in is? Do you think that this is healthy? Do you think it's? It, I should think about moving, because often um, we don't see ourselves as others mm-hmm. see us, and um, real trusted advisors will be honest with you. And then I think getting their feedback and then getting um, professionals feedback. So such as somebody such as myself, mm-hmm. and um, we work with a downsizing partner to have them come in. And I think once you ask the right questions, and then we talked about in the beginning, what's really, really holding you back? What's mm-hmm. at the back of everything? And again, that fear of change, how do we overcome the fear of change? And, and, we talk about that all the time with our clients. And um, often after I leave the home and sometimes I'll then get the partner that helps with downsizing come in and talk to them, we'll get a call saying, oh my gosh, I didn't know it could be this easy. This was gonna be impossible. So getting the more information you get, the less the fear. Yeah, and I love that question you had said just a little bit earlier of, finding your trusted advisor and asking them, is this really the best situation for me? Like, that's such a great question. And then being able to hear the answer um, because they'll be able to see things that you might not be able to see because you've been in this for, you know, 20 some years. So you being willing to ask that question, I think is, is brilliant. There is one more uh, fact that I have to add and that's family dynamics. Now, a good point. (laughs) Yeah. So what can happen is our children are telling us to move. All of a sudden, we can feel a role reversal. We feel like, are we the child and they're my parent? And we instantly dig our feet in the ground and it can cause a lot of anger. I was just in a home where um, the children were really, really looking after their mother. She should not have been in the home, did have a fall. And she wanted to stay there. And we had this meeting and the mother said more than once, you just want me out of here. Your lives are busy. You don't want to worry about me. Uh, All these really not true statements coming out of her anger that my kids are telling me what to do. I can make my own decision. 
and the children are making all these statements out of pure love for their mother. And I do find, remember I talked about crisis management, why you need to avoid that. One of the worst parts of that is that the children have to get involved and they have their own lives and they're busy and everything mm -hmm. has to happen quickly. And what it can cause is rifts between the children that sometimes can last permanently. Wow. Because when the children get involved, uh, many of their old sibling rivalries <laughs> come up. <laughs> Many times one child is doing more than the other. The other one comes in from California telling the person mm. that's been taking care of mom here what to do. And then that person's really upset. So um, again, that's why I want to avoid that kind of a situation. So if someone is sitting there in their home and they want to make the move, but they're looking at all the stuff, what do you do with all the stuff? That's the... The greatest question that <laughs> we run into, and we try to call them treasures. Every one of those uh, hats that you have from some of your trips 20 years ago, they all mean something to you. Mm -hmm. uh, and so everything has a meaning and we um, tend to not throw things away because we'll use it someday in the future, but we haven't right. even looked at it for the last 25 years. The best advice I can give is to involve professionals. I work with a few companies. One of them is Smart Moves. Uh, and they'll come in, I uh, usually have them come in after I visit so that they can explain, this is how we work. Uh, it's very simple. We've done it thousands of times. Mm -hmm. We work with an estate coordinator um, that will come in on this day and we'll pack and we'll sort everything. Sometimes they'll come and thin out the house before I sell wow. it. And then I'll sell the home. Then they'll come back and then have the estate sale. Uh, and uh, we get a great price on the home because, you know, we took everything off the counters and it's not so congested. And so uh, once they get that information, but if you try to do it on your own, and I, I have people, if, you know, I'm doing, I'm going to do it myself. I'll get a call a year later. They fell off a ladder in the hospital. Uh, the average downsizing move when somebody tries to do it themselves seems to be about five years. Wow. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And wow. Professionals will come in and it'll be done literally within no more than a week to a week and a half. I wouldn't even think that you could possibly do it that fast, but I suppose if that's what they do and they've done it before, they know yeah. what they're doing. They're so organized because uh, I, I run into many hoarding situations mm. where you literally, I, sometimes I can't find the people. <laughs> I'll knock on wow. the door and there's so <laughs> yeah. much in the living room, I find them behind some boxes. Even in those situations, they've come in in uh, probably no more than two weeks. You know, we've had it down to showable condition or vacant. And so again, uh, if you get anything out of this talk, uh, get this statement, do not try this on your own as far as <laughs> downsizing. It's impossible. It really right. is. Another holdback is I'm waiting for my kids to come and pick their stuff up. I'm sure and you're waiting for them. And it's just the best thing you can do if you are going to give things away to your family is put a deadline on it. You know, mm -hmm. send an email or call everyone saying, you know what, I'm going to be selling the home. Um, if you don't get your things that you want out by, you know, March 1st, as an example, they're going to be sold in an estate sale or whatever. And I don't want you being mad at me, but some kind of a deadline on it. That's great. So let's take another quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about who's buying these homes 
and then what you're seeing in the market kind of right now and for 2021, uh, since we're at the beginning of the year, what can people expect? So we'll come right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm your host today, Ann Mank, Wealth Advisor with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today we have Bruce Nemovitz with us. He's the senior real estate specialist in our area. He is also one of our trusted partners that I know Karen has known for a long time, and Bruce and I have been working together for a while here. So he is really the expert when it comes to transitioning, going from the house you've lived in for a long time to now your new life. And so it's not even a bad transition. I think that's, we have that in our head that it's a bad thing to be transitioning out of your house. And and you work with them to make sure that it is a better life, that they keep thriving, that it is something that fits them. But one of the things that I hear about all the time is, well, who's going to buy my house? Or I need to do all of this. Who's really out there buying homes that are being sold? What does the buyer look like that will purchase mom and dad's home? Well, I think we were discussing this a little bit before the interview. We've never seen a market like this. I've been in this, as Ann said, uh, for many, many years. And I have never, and I mean never, seen a market favoring the seller more than what we are experiencing at this very moment. It began about three years ago where inventory started shrinking and buyers starting uh, to get in greater numbers. And uh, I thought last year was (laughs) exceptional, but what we're seeing right now is unbelievable. So the reason for that is that the group that's buying, uh, they're called millennials and generation X and Z, you've you've maybe heard of all this, but the millennials are the largest group. Now there are 80 million millennials and it's about ages 25, 27, up to 35 years old. And these right now are stimulating the market because they're the first time buyers. And and Mm. then of course that home sells and then they buy the next home and it stimulates the entire market. So because they're in such great numbers, Add to that, interest rates have fallen to 2.5% for a 30-year fixed rate loan. That That is is, incredible. It's beyond, I can remember, again, because of my longevity (laughs) here, uh, back in 1981, uh, interest rates had gone up to 20%. Whoa. Yeah, I remember at that time. Uh, one of the guys from Security Savings and Loan, the biggest lender in Milwaukee, told me, he said, Bruce, you will never see interest rates under double digits again for the rest of your life. At that time, it, I thought, yeah, it sure makes sense. 2.5%, nobody could have ever dreamed of that. So because of the interest rates, the large number, the demographic, and add to that we have the lowest inventory right now on record. So as far as homes on the market right now, it's fallen to the lowest number that we've ever seen. So if you're a seller, you're the only game in town. And you know what, what, that, what does that mean? Well, that means that A, you're gonna get a fabulous price for your home. Mm-hmm. And B, buyers are ignoring things that they would never, never overlook. 
um, so that you're thinking, well, I got to put all this money into my home and, and get it on the market and I don't want to stick the money in for somebody else. Why should I do that? You don't have to. Um, mm -hmm. This group on average are putting in five to eight offers before they find a home. And they wow. are so frustrated. So when they finally find a home, let's say it's your home, they're usually going to be in competition. I was telling Ann before the show that uh, last week we had a home in Pewaukee and it was listed around 300,000. And we had 42 showings in three days and 10 offers. And it went for somewhere around 40,000 over the asking price. And it was listed at a high price. So that's how overheated the market is. Everything favors the seller. So, well, even you were even saying in that too, that the inspection was waived. Like that's, I, I mean, from a buyer inspect, like if my client said, oh, I'm going to go buy and I'm going to do this, I'd be like, whoa, no, you're not. <laughs> right. But they just have no other choice. Well, we don't recommend it. I can tell you that. Right. So, so buyers are, are getting so desperate um, when they, as I say, they've put five, six, seven offers and they finally find the home they want and they're just disgusted from looking so long. They'll waive many uh, of their uh, contingencies because they want to beat out the other guys. So uh, we're starting to see buyers saying, you know what, we're not even going to have a home inspection. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had properties where we actually handed them a basement report with a $10,000 repair that needed to be done. And, and the buyer said, you know what, I'll take that on. It, that's how badly they want the house. So will this last? That's the question. And um, you have a market right now that you know has is, is, is been gaining momentum for the last three years. Prices have been going up the last year. They went up about 10 to 15% in one year since January and it's only February, I think they've gone up another probably 5%, <laughs> but this can't last. It never right. does. The pendulum in real estate is always moving. And so in our minds, we like to think, you know, this is just going to go on forever. And it isn't because at some point buyers are going to say, you know what, the home is just not affordable anymore. And then buyers are going to go back to renting. Add to that, we have this huge buildup of sellers that put off selling in the last year because of COVID mm -hmm. who are going to want to sell their home. And we know that the um, seniors, the older demographic are getting vaccinated first this year. Mm -hmm. So let's just say that uh, the 65 and older are vaccinated by, let's just say April 1st is an example. Well, guess what's going to happen? It's like, okay, now it's time to make my move to Phoenix or near my grandchildren or whatever. You're going to have all these baby boomers and their parents putting mm. their home on the market at the same time. Yep. Then the pendulum will start to move back the other way and people are going to be more particular and the home's going to have to be in better shape. So if you're thinking, well, I'm just going to put it off till summer or mm -hmm. late fall or something like that, could be great and it may not. You're gambling right. now. And if you're not a gambler, uh, we know it's fabulous right now in, in the moment that we're in. Well, especially for seniors, because if a senior is going to sell their house and not necessarily buy another property, but go into a senior home or a senior community, I mean, they don't even have to look to buy another house. So they fully like, could really take advantage of the current market because they could sell at a high and then now they're renting 
and they don't have to worry about the flip side of this equation. And guess what? The money coming out of the home is going someplace. As an example, you invest with Ellen Becker, with Ann, mm -hmm. the financial markets have gone up even higher than the housing markets in the right. last, uh, since January. <laughs> so uh, if you're waiting because you think the value of your home is going up, you can sell your home. You're going to take that asset and invest mm -hmm. it. And you may do even yep. better than the housing market. So people forget that. Right, exactly. And my understanding is what they're really looking for in a house is just good bones. They actually want to make improvements to the house. So there's the more projects there are that they think they can do, um, my understanding is that makes the house even more valuable versus coming into a house that's already, you know, showroom ready. And that's the thing. When I come into the home, I do a walkthrough and I'll say, how do we want to sell this home? Do we want to be staging the home and putting in thousands of dollars? Well, if we want to get top, top, top dollar, fine. That's one way to go. Another way, which most people go, is exactly what Ann just said. They want structural defects fixed, such as mm -hmm. basement, roof, that are really in need of repair. And then cosmetically, just have it clean. We don't want it to, to be dirty. We want it to be clean. And we want it to, to be thinned out. And we talked about the companies that we work with. They'll come in and thin it out first before we put it in the market. And that's how most people are selling. And as I said, buyers today are um, excited to be able to bring their whole group of friends in and have a painting party and all that. But they don't want to be fixing a basement, you know, because they don't have the funds. Basements can be anywhere from 5000 to 40000 to fix. So and said, I think, just structurally sound. Yep, yeah. And um, you have a, new, a unique way of making sure that both the millennials and the seniors are kind of covered with your, with your services. Like, you understand the millennials. Where does that come from? Well, yeah, I just, so I have a young millennial agent. His name's Austin. He's absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just watching his video today talking about uh, his buyers and the eight offers they're putting in and, and waving some of them waving the home inspection. And so um, I'm on top of this all the time because mm -hmm. if any of you out there do have a grandchild or child that want to buy a home, uh, Austin would be the one that would be working with them. And uh, again, I train him, so I know he does great. <laughs> And so we have it all covered. Um, I have all the services that you could ever need. And I have people that, that I trust and I've worked with them 20, 30 years and I've seen mm -hmm. how they've worked with my clients. Just as Anne is having me on, she wouldn't have me on if, if I wasn't doing a good <laughs> job and she trusted me. And all of these different uh, contractors for roofs, basement, everything, downsizing. So again, you don't have to go through the yellow pages, just Again, it's important to get a really seasoned professional to take all of this off your plate and give you the right advice. Yeah, and that's a great point. I mean, and that's why we work with you so much is because your philosophy is a lot like our philosophy. We want to be able to be the quarterback or the CFO for our clients. And so whatever they come in our office with, we want to be able to either help them or have the right partner to help them. And that's really how you set up your services as well. It's you can help the buyer and the seller. You can help with the transition out and making sure that it's as easy a process as possible. Um, and then you just so many years of networking and just finding the right people who all have that service heart to be able to help your clients. 
So everything yeah. that works with me, just like you, Ann, um, we make sure that they are passionate about what they do. Mm-hmm. They, they truly put the client first and not the dollar first. So mm-hmm. anyone that works with me, um, I have a, Erica as an assistant, my wife, Jean, of course, we're all passionate about helping older folks because um, I just moved my mother, uh, who's 95 <laughs> today, and uh, wow. I went process myself. Oh, my uh, goodness. But as you know, it's it's never as easy when it's no. your own family. <laughs> no, definitely <laughs> we not. We'll take a, one more quick break, and then when we come back, I also want to make sure that our listeners know how to get a hold of you if they need to, if they need any of your help, or if they want to ask you some more questions. So we will be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I am your host, Ann Mank, Wealth Advisor with Ellen Becker Investment Group. And today we have our senior real estate specialist, Bruce Nemovitz. Uh, we have been talking about transitioning for the senior demographic. How do we sell the home? What do we look for? What are some of the emotional blocks that might be stopping us? But I also know you're going to be writing an article for us in the next newsletter. And my understanding, it's going to have a couple of predictions in there. Is there one that you could give us? I don't want to spoil the article, but is there anything that you want to share with our listeners on what you're seeing for 2021? I believe I did uh, cover that a little bit, but what I do think will happen, as I said, is that all the folks that waited that were going to sell last year are going to probably want to sell towards the end of this year. And I'm thinking in the middle of the third to the fourth quarter Mm. that we may see an influx of many homes being put in the market, which then will take away this big, big advantage I was talking about to the sellers. Um, You'll still have an advantage, but I don't think it's going to be as prolific as it is today. That's my prediction. So the advice would be do it sooner than later. Make sure you have the right partners who are helping you so that the transition can be fast and easy, but just don't, don't wait because this can't last forever. If you really think you're going to do it this year, um, I would say if you can get it on no later than uh, April, uh, I think you're going to be the winner. Got it. And so even if somebody's thinking like maybe next year, your advice would be if there's any way to move it to this year, that in your opinion would be better than waiting one more year. Yeah, because we all know too that the interest rates are going to go up. They're not going to mm-hmm. stay at 2.5. And right. I'm sure, and that you sense that at some point inflation is going to kick in yep. to the point where uh, interest rates then go up and up and up. And then mm-hmm. buyers start pulling back because the payment's more expensive and then right. we've seen the price is going up so high. So at some point, it's got to give. Yep. And um, as I say, if you're not a gambler, and you think you're going to move in the next year, uh, you, you could never have a better situation than you have right now. And then to add to that, so many folks put their homes on the market at the same time and want to move, you're going to run into problems on the other end. So if you're going to a senior community, all of a sudden today you could have picked out the most beautiful location and then you wait, wait, wait. And all of a sudden you're on a waiting list. You can't even get it. Wow. In. Yeah. That's a great point. Great yeah. point. Yeah. And like we were talking at the very beginning, the sooner you start this, the more options you give yourself so that you can have 
the life that you want. And I think that, you know, we, we think so much about planning for marriage and planning for the first home and planning for kids and then planning for retirement and then everything stops. Then we forget to plan again. But this is another transition that really does need to be planned for. And the more you can plan, the better you'll be. And also keep in mind, um, as we age, so does our home. <laughs> so mm, the longer yep. you wait, the more the maintenance. So Bruce, if you could recap just the two books that you've written, just so that our listeners can see if either one of them would make sense for them to read. Both of them are brilliant and we've given it to our clients um, multiple times in the past. And if anybody is interested in them, just let us know, give us a call at our office and we're happy to send that to you. But if you could just recap um, what are both books trying to help or who would be good for each of those books? Well, Moving in the Right Direction was the first book that I wrote and that's uh, for the senior uh, who is actually making the move. And in that book, there's so much information as to how do you choose the right contractor? How do you choose the right realtor? How do you, what questions should you ask when you do visit a senior community or a senior apartment? Um, and all the questions are there because I also collaborated with senior marketing directors that run senior communities. Mm. So there's a lot of really good pointed questions that you should ask. And then the other book, Guiding Our Parents in the Right Direction, is for the, the family helping mom and dad. Mm. And it does cover some of the things we talked about, some of, some of the sibling in, you know, situations, psychologically, how you may feel more as the child than the parent. And uh, again, it helps the, the, the children understand, too, what they need to be doing and um, things like, you know, we tend to talk in the personal pro personal pronoun I, like, mom, mm. I think you should move. And that too feeds into that, uh, who's the parent, who's the kid here? And, and of course, I with, uh, with Anne and Ellen Becker, I always offer these books for, at no charge. So um, she'll give you her contact information as far as if you'd like to uh, have uh, either book or both of them sent to you. Yep. Yep. We're happy to do that because it's a lot of great information in those books. And I know pre-pandemic, we had done seminars in the past and they have always been really informational. And I know everyone that's walked away has learned something because you do a good job of getting the right people in the room to help your clients. This year, it's a little bit different, but you're still putting on a workshop for clients that'll be coming up. What are some of the details and where can individuals find information on that workshop? So I'm teaming up with WTMJ. Um, many of you have heard of Jeff Wagner. He's going to be hosting a webinar. Uh, I don't know if any of you have been on webinars. It's very simple. It's just a matter of uh, you'll get the registration and one click and you're in. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have myself um, we're going to have somebody speaking about downsizing and then somebody speaking about procrastination, why we procrastinate, what holds us back. And uh, so that's going to be March 2nd at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. You can register by either going on our website, which is www.brucesteam.com, B-R-U-C-E-S and then team.com, bruce at brucesteam.com. Or you can call my wife, Jean, at 262-242-6177. Two, two, 
She'll take down your information and then we'll get you the link so that you can get into the webinar. And I think you'll have some great information that can get you maybe over the hump when you're procrastinating as we talked about. Yeah, or even get that first baby step going because yeah. um, it's definitely, I mean, everything you've done is really worth someone's time to either read or participate in the webinar because it's a lot of really good free information that you provide. And I was going to say too, um, Anne, uh, you you were with us. We did our last live seminar, yep. and we had two hundred. <laughs> wow. Our botanical gardens, and I think we had the last live event in the entire United States was on March fourth. <laughs> and who knew? Who knew? It's oh. amazing how fast things can change. But you know, that's your point exactly: is that things can change really fast. Take advantage of the market we're seeing right now and make sure you have the right partners in place to help you along the way. So Bruce, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate your guidance. Um, we will definitely pass along the books for anyone who is of interest. Any last words that you wanna share with our listeners? I would just um, tell all of you out there that try to make the best of the situation that you're in. We all are going through a very difficult time, something I think that hasn't happened in over a hundred years. And I think that our thinking has been altered. Things that we, where we felt real confident before we're now more timid about. So the best thing I can tell you is to try to um, be realistic, get professionals in to talk to you. I talked to you about your trusted advisor and try to stay in reality because uh, fear can really grip mm. us when we go through a time like this. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you. Love having you on the show. So for all our listeners, remember that Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 p.m. and on Sundays from noon until 1 p.m. If you like today's show and want to learn more, please visit www.ellenbecker.com or call us at 262 Zero, zero. As always, I hope that I've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen.